0: that uh, as you think, so you are, and thinking appropriately about yourself as a Christian is essential if you're going to be what God wants you to be. Right thinking about God exists for the sake of right feelings for God, in that order. Logic exists for the sake of love. Reasoning exists for the sake of rejoicing. Doctrine exists for the sake of delight. Knowing the truth is the basis of admiring the truth. Both thinking and feeling are essential. They are not coordinate.
1: Good evening, folks. It's dive deep dive deep once again we are back about this and we are back after a long layoff which just seems to be usual now
0: i know i know we do we do have a good amount of time in between our uh you know
1: well kind of when you do this just because you like to Uh uh-huh things creep in yeah yeah things do and all of that kind of thing so but we're glad to be back yes for those that have joined us, oh, we are on a new platform, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we're right. on YouTube now.
0: Yeah, so... On my YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's going to be cool. And we
0: don't have our own YouTube channel for Dive Deep. I'm going to work on that, but I just...
1: Yeah, that's going to be awesome.
0: It's going to be later, don't Yeah, we. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we are grateful to be on. Um, tonight's topic is the, the part three of food mm-hmm. festival and fellowship. fellowship. Food so festival fellowship. So... We need to review, but right. before that, we should talk about the coffee. Oh, yes, 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 Food Festival
0: Fellowship. It really uh, is appropriate for us to be drinking this coffee. This is El Salvador, uh, but the interesting thing about this coffee is, and you know, only if you're just a super coffee nerd will you really appreciate this, but I'm going to say it anyways. The interesting thing about this coffee is it is, the, it is the exact same varietal that they grow in Kenya. So if you like, if you appreciate specialty coffee and you like specialty coffee, and so, so much that you were like, I got to have coffee from Kenya. Well, this coffee tastes very similar to Kenyan coffee.
1: And you know what? Kenyan coffee tastes good. Mm-hmm. And El Salvador tastes yeah. good too. It's so. very
0: rich and heavy bodied. Yeah.
1: And
0: it's got so, a very rich mouthfeel.
1: We are food fellowship yes, or, and yes. festivity. And we talked, The part one, part two mm-hmm. was about the whole idea of food. Okay. The good, the bad. Of food, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first, um, the first show, and you can go back in our ar- archives, yeah, and um, listen to that. Is was about why is food important? How is it important to the church believers? Uh, and we talked about how Thanksgiving and Christmas and Fourth of July, every every major celebra- celebratory uh, holiday um, involves food mm-hmm. and usually uh, uh, some sort of tradition. Right. You know, right. we talked that you don't eat soups for 4th of July. It's right. not something yeah. that you yeah. do.
0: What do you eat on 4th of July?
1: You eat hamburgers and hot dogs. And, and, barbecue? and barbecue? And Well,
0: depending on where you're from. Yeah. yeah. Again, but that's kind of the tradition thing, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And watermelon and stuff yeah, exactly. like that. And so, we talked
0: about how those traditions hearken to a, a very core aspect of humanity, which is fellowship. Right. It harkens to... A it harkens to your humanity, yeah. As as a person, you are. I mean, we are. We are the the only creatures that, sin, and we're created in God's image. I believe this is part of the reason uh, that it observes festivals and fellowship and those sorts of things. So, mm-hmm.
1: um, and it's important because it it brings together people.
0: Yes, you know, yes, it does. Um, and
1: we talked about how in Scripture that Jesus, the disciples. The characters in the old testament, all shapes, sizes, and strata, food was significant. Mm, mm. And because our body needs it, you know, talk about how God made uh, that food is you know, we can't sustain ourselves just of ourselves. Right. right. It just it demonstrates osmosis. Right. It demonstrates that we are dependent, Mm -hmm. remember, on God. Absolutely, and Absolute food dependence. is an as a, yeah. is an example of dependency. It shows who we life. are. Exactly, right. that we are fallible.
0: Yes, yes.
1: That second um, program, then we talked about how food could be sinful. Sinful. Yes. Yeah. And we got into addictions, right? Mm, mm-hmm. And how food is necessarily um, uh, used in in evil ways. Yes. Um, and how our, our biology can get so called hijacked. Uh-huh. And we,
0: we covered um, we covered Jesus's statement that it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. Right. Which is this sort of baseline for all forms of sin, which harken back to pride, harkens mm-hmm. back to your heart condition. That's where the sin originates. So therefore, that's that's what what uh, defiles a person.
1: Right. So you know. in that. There was some significant things that we we took note of. Yes, you know, we talked about uh, is there limits that should be set on food, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the idea of gluttony. Yeah, yeah. And, and and how gluttony is an overlooked sin.
0: It is. It is. Um,
1: and gluttony could not just be food intake. It's mm-hmm. gluttony could be uh, alcohol intake. It could be yeah, sugar yeah. intake. It could be anything. Normally, alcohol intake
0: like is called is called uh, drunkenness. Yes. but it's a form of gluttony. Yeah. And also, we covered the fact that gluttony it has it has two sides to it. Just because you are eating a lot of food doesn't mean that the person who doesn't eat a lot of food is exempt from gluttony. Right. But C.S. Lewis made a really good point about this. He was saying that, the, that sure, you, you can engage in gluttony by eating just as much everything you see before you. But if you are intensely picky, if you must have it just so that you don't even care about your fellow man, that, that the extra work that the wait staff is going to have to go to to fix it to your exact specifications, that's a form of gluttony, too. It's a form of choice gluttony, right? Right. Snobbery. So.
1: so food is we would say is neither good nor evil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is just can be used right for either way.
0: And I like the conclusion we came to that we're not to enjoy food at all. We're supposed to just have ab- just absolutely no enjoyment from food at all. That yeah, was Yeah, and that was that was the conclusion of that last episode, wasn't it?
1: No. Oh, oh, oh no, that was no. Okay, never mind. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm confused yeah. here. No, this, that was not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh Remember, I brought up that uh, you guys might know this. Uh, yeah, Soylent Green. Remember oh, that? oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Soylent Green.
0: Soylent Green is people. Yeah. yeah,
1: where this is one food that's all you eat. Yeah, yeah. You know, but <laughs> I think I just gave
0: away a Charlton Heston movie.
1: There it is. So, I
0: just right there. Soylent Green is people. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but I'm uh, sorry. If, yeah, it was a back. If you haven't seen that movie, then you've you're in my boat. I haven't seen that movie either, but right. I know the I know the quote. So yeah, right. It's a cultural thing now.
1: So let's go into part three and the reason. Okay, part three. Yeah. And it was really the glory of God. Yes. Right?
0: That's the core essence of what we're discussing right now. It's the
1: core essence of why we do the that The glory too.
0: of God. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because. To God be the glory.
1: Right. I mean, the reason that we talk here and cut up sometimes and dig mm-hmm, into these mm-hmm. topics, maybe you're interested and maybe you're not. Maybe you're not. Uh, but if we you're do not, it.
0: you may not be watching right now. Exactly. And if you're not watching right now. <sighs>
1: <laughs> but we do it because we like it. And we want to see God's glory yes. come out, right? Yes, we do. So, as I was preparing myself a few weeks ago, um, and driving over here tonight, I was thinking about things and what I was rehashing. Mm-hmm. How food—food—is that mechanism that God uses as tradition? He established his tradition with food. He, he establishes patterns. Mm-hmm. You know, in the old times when we had fr- refrigeration. Uh, we, we had to eat by the seasons, right? Yeah. So basically humans' diets was dictated based on what was in. You yeah. Know?
0: What was in- And what or, you stored. What was in or what could be preserved with fungus. Well, just kind love of. love God's fungus. Yeah. Fungus Fungu- is amazing.
1: Well, not just fungus. You could also have fermentation.
0: That's fungus. Is it fungus? Yeah, yeah. Fungus is used in all forms of fermentation. Okay. Well- yeah. Except I, for vinegar, which uses fungus first, then they use bacterium. Okay. So-
1: yeah. Glad you gave me that update.
0: I mean, you know, you got to know how these things There's work. Also but drying too is drying is great, but fungus helps in that process too. Like yeah. cured meats, cured meats have fungus growing on the outside of them. That's why they kind of taste cheesy. Yeah. Have you ever had a had a cured meat before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no well, good. That's why it t- it's no good. Oh, no. But that's how they used to preserve meats. They mm. would cure them by letting them sit out. Yeah, well, I like beef jerky. Well, okay, that's a
1: little different. That's yeah. dehydrated. Well, let's get back on the track. <laughs> okay. So the fact is. Is that it's a vehicle to Uh bring out a, it's an analogy sometimes. So I was thinking about what is this all gonna culminate into? Mm. Well, then we have to, let's step back from the idea of food. Okay. Let's look at it from the perspective of what was God's plan that was, as David said, written in the stars. Mm. You know, he decided to create man. And he even questioned why he did that. At a certain point, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, he anthropomorphically said, "I regret making man,"
1: <laughs> right? So, and that was after he knew he'd say that. Yeah, yeah, you he know, knew he'd say that. He that's why that. I said yeah. anthropomorphically yeah.
0: because his uh, his statement was not to indicate that, that I he made, was that he was taken off guard, yeah, like what yeah, in the world, yeah, what
1: happened with all this? But he said it in a sense that that's how much we can grieve him. Mm. I believe.
0: Yeah, no. that, that that well, yeah, that's the, yeah. the grievance of God, basically. Yeah. On display for us to see.
1: He set in motion things, and he knew it before time began. Mm. And when the fall occurred, mm-hmm. and that food that was eaten, mm-hmm. whether it was an apple, a pear, whatever it was, the forbidden fruit, mm. Mm. it re- it symbolized disobedience.
0: Right. Right. It was definitely a kumquat.
1: Yeah, Probably. Definitely a come Because that's just a sinister name, isn't it? The worst. It's yeah, the worst. Oh no, okay. it was
0: Durian. I take it back, it was Durian. Okay. For sure. Because it stunk. And she should have known because it was stinking.
1: But <laughs> I, I that, doubt it was that. Because it, it, it was it pleasing had to, be to the durian. eye. It had and, to be durian. Yeah. Durian looks good. Remember how she said it was pleasing to the eye? Yeah, but did she say that it smells good? Yeah, I think it did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Food. Fell symbolized into sin. Yeah, we fell the into fall. sin with food. Food. Right. Exactly. Right. So then um, God knew from that point that He's going to have to redeem us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And but so what about all the sacrifices and all of that? That was just a time to get through. There were types and shadows, and we talk about types and shadows. What is yeah. a type and shadow?
0: A type and shadow is God's. Okay, so um, if, when you're writing anything, when you're writing a story, or when you're when you're just watching a movie, and then you see somebody, you know. Hold up a cup of coffee and then drink it. And then later on you realize when you're really analyzing, you're overanalyzing the movie. You're like, oh, he was drinking his own suffering earlier on in the movie. You know, you're just like, duh, this is that was a type and shadow of what was gonna what was to come, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they if you're a good writer, then you can somehow work it into where you you know, he he drinks coffee and he's like, Oh, this is so bitter. But then later on in the movie, life is bitter, right? It's probably not the best example, but that's a type and a shadow, right? Mm-hmm. That's something that was. Well, bitter
1: herbs are used at the Passover meal for that very thing.
0: There we go. Food is used as a type and shadow all right. throughout the Bible. Right. So.
1: So you had, um, you had the fall, right? Fall of man, and you days. know that God had to redeem man, mm-hmm. and He already said uh, the payment for sin, because that was the why we fell, mm-hmm. always demands a blood sacrifice. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. The payment for sin is death.
1: Yeah and that was symbolized through blood. Yes. So that had to happen and mm-hmm. he sent the law to not save us but to show us our exceeding sinfulness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean
0: the Paul calls it a tutor uh-huh. We were, we were under yeah. the tutor. Yep. And then once the grace came, then no, there's no more need for the tutor. As and long as you're
1: in Christ. As
0: long as you're in Christ. If right. you're not in
1: Christ, the you law still in effect. You need the still tutor is
0: still. He's still. The tutor's still there. Exactly. But I do want to point out that um, it seems for a lot of people, especially those who of a postmodern bent, it seems crazy to think of, you know, wait a second. So they ate an apple. <laughs> it's no big deal. Come on. It's just... Just don't
1: seems worry about almost it. almost right? like a, a yeah, like, you know, story. What right? in the world? Yeah. They
0: ate an apple yeah, and you're yeah. going to punish all of mankind for that? Um, you need to understand the the magnitude of difference between the two parties involved. So if I were to go to somebody and I were to smash their mailbox, then I would owe them $700 for a smashed mailbox. That might be a pricey mailbox, Well, let's say that was built of brick, right? Um, I would owe them $700 for a smashed mailbox. If I was to go up to somebody and I would punch them and then i broke their jaw then i would owe them a, i would i would be in debt for the broken jaw and a lot of other factors that are kind of hard to figure out but nevertheless they are Pain finite suffering. they are finite they are a, right. they are a sin to a finite person somebody who is going to live for 80 years and then pass on into we're, we're talking about in the fleshly realm right live for 80 years but then when you go up the ladder and you you offend a king, then you've offended not just the person who holds the kingly office, but you've offended the crown, which represents the entire nation. And that's it, why the offense of a king and, was such a big deal. And you deal. brought
1: up a good, you bring up a good point. We who live in a democratic republic.
0: Yeah, we don't understand what that We means.
1: don't understand that. The we, king represented the entire Nation. Exactly. Right. In the the aspect of what does it mean to have loyalty and, mm-hmm. and honor and all of those very that's to the nth degree in those societies. Yeah. You know, and that's why you had brutal kings, you know, that you could be killed just by walking into the palace without asking for permission. You know. they
0: took they they uh they were sinful people. Yeah. But the point then because, then ends up well, now what happens when you sin against an infinite God?
1: Well, part of it is this: then taken on the debt
0: of infinite sin,
1: and 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 what what does God say He cannot do? Um, He cannot cannot coexist. He can't let sin go. He, well, he can't let it go, but he can't coexist in the presence of sin. Yes, he can. He, no. It's totally off. It's you because of God's be
0: holiness. There. So you need to understand God's holiness. You need to understand God's infinity. Right. And, and once you look at it through that lens and you stop looking at it through this materialism that says, well, there's no, there's no spiritual realm anyways, then it suddenly makes a lot of sense. It's like, okay, yeah, it makes perfect sense. So then sense. you have the justice of God
1: and the goodness of God running down the same track.
0: Yes, and that seems like it's a contradictory. How can the justice of God coexist with the mercy of God? How is that possible?
1: Because you know, he
0: says, I will not
1: let any sin go. None of it. None of it's gonna go. But yeah, he also says, I desire that none perish.
0: Oh, well, what in the world? So he's so we've mm-hmm. got this contradictory God. All no. right, we'll close the book. Let's let's go on. No. We can't we can't be Christians anymore because we got a contradictory God. If right? we had
1: a contradictory, contradictory God, we would have It would be there would be no solution. It would continue to be right. If we had the
0: pantheon of Greek gods, who'd just be like, "Yeah, it's a fable. Don't worry about it."
1: Right. One god replaces another. Yeah,
0: exactly. We'd replace him with uh, we'd replace the Roman gods with the Greek gods, and then they'd fade in the past, anyways.
1: But our god didn't do that. No, something special happened. What did our god God do? do. Send his son.
0: He sent his only begotten son. Right. So that 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 parallel running of justice and mercy could terminate
1: at a certain time. Terminate in the cross. And what is thematic through all of that? It's food. Food.
0: And, and it is food. We, okay, we, we've been talking about food almost exclusively, actually, if you think about it. But we entitled this show Food Festival and Fellowship. Mm-hmm. It's the, think about the, uh, the deep need for humans to engage in fellowship. And think about the destructive nature of sin on fellowship, Right. And and then we consider the work of the cross. We consider the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, and how His work to bring about peace, His work to bring about a a, a sanctified Christian, a person who is who exhibits the fruit of the Spirit—love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Think of what what does love, joy, peace, patience, kindness do to fellowship? It makes fellowship quite a wonderful thing to have.
1: Exactly, it, it makes you desire that
0: yes yes because you i mean you're around somebody who is is brutish and rude and and you know uncouth and i was called uncouth once it was it was awesome Mm -hmm. um and it was just you're just around this person that just is is difficult to be around you could be patient and you should be patient and kind with them uh but i guarantee you're still gonna yeah you're gonna kind of i don't really want to be around that person you know even in your most patient of, of 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 selves you're gonna be a little right. bit hesitant. But but that person <clears throat> is not exhibiting the qualities of, or, our hypothetical person is not exhibiting the qualities of First Corinthians 13. You know, love it, is patient, love is kind, love is gentle. Love does no record boast. of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Love does not boast. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have myself been guilty of boasting for the sake of trying to make somebody else think I'm just so amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, you can, you sit there and be like, this guy's just boasting. It doesn't. It doesn't lubricate and strengthen and, and here, social bonds.
1: And here it is. So you have the fall, you have the Jewish nation, the called out. Uh-huh. And for most part through all the old testament, the only folks, with the exception of a few, mm-hmm. that knew God, the mm-hmm. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right, was the Israelites, right? Mm-hmm. And they knew him to be a God that was justice. Mm. And that you couldn't enter, you couldn't come in the proximity of Sinai because you'd be you'd perish. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You had to keep these laws in order to please him. Um, so we didn't so, even have fellowship with so, God. So bringing in Jesus Christ uh-huh. did a fundamental change. Part of the reason why the Pharisees had such a hard time with him because here you have the living God dwelling with man and eating with him. Mm. Now, see, Jews would look at... Th- that is not, that would be sacrilege because they can't eat with Gentiles because they're unclean,
0: right? So if they can't eat with Gentiles, then- So they're
1: assuming that God can't eat with man because we're, un- we're unclean. The, unclean exactly. well, they, exactly. the Lord of all creation so, can't eat with the unclean people. Well, the Lord of all
0: creation can eat with the Pharisees because they're clean, well, but nobody they, else. They
1: may even say they he couldn't. <laughs> the Just ones who are a little bit more self-aware. Right, Gamaliel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the idea here is, is that Fundamentally changed mm-hmm. that whole idea, the relationship. That and why is that important? Because when Jesus went to great lengths to tell the people of that day, when you see me, you see the Father. Mm. And when I I have come not to do my own business, yep. but I have come to do the will of my Father. Yeah, right. Yeah. I have come to seek the lost sheep of Israel. I'm also come to all the lights that are on the that are outside of Israel are to be coming to me too. Yeah, yeah. Because he was referred. like,
0: look, Abraham's promise, the, the covenant of Abraham, that he that his descendants shall be named or shall mm-hmm. be more more numerous than the stars, is because of what Paul elaborates on in Romans.
1: In almost every single time that he said these divine truths, mm-hmm. what was going on? Some sort of supper. Some sort of food. Some sort some of sort supper. Of fellowship, fellowship. And then after the teaching on, the, he did yeah. what? Let's hey. Big, giant crowd of yeah, people. exactly,
0: exactly.
1: There's a boy with a basket. Bring him over here. Let's do this. And he divides. Twice he's done that. Mm-hmm. He loaves and fish and loaves, right? Divides them up. There's enough food. So much so that 12 baskets were left over. Why would God even think? Why? That's, yeah, I always think Because he could this.
0: decide. He could be like, yeah. I'm just going to have just enough for everybody. Or I'm going <laughs> to exactly. show him a lesson. You should have thought ahead. And you know only have enough for just most people. Right. No, no, no. He was like, there's so much food. I'll have... 12 baskets of food left over. Yeah. You know, like why? Yeah, exactly. That's a very good question. You know, you know why, why? God doesn't why work they? with without purpose. All mm-hmm. that he does is with purpose. And
1: what was his communication? We could assume his that baskets are overflowing, overflowing. Yes. with life. I mean, abundance. he wants
0: to, he, he gives us life in abundance, not life in just sort of a, well, you know, I'll give you just enough, just enough.
1: And then mm-hmm. we'll see what you do with that,
0: and right? If you don't do what you need to do, well, <laughs> yeah, no more life for you, young man.
1: But and no. I think about when you visit friends or somebody. Just yes. in your old, and you know, there, you've had the occasions where you've gone to some place and maybe you didn't get anything, not even a drink of water. Oh, to your friends? Yeah, you, you know, you. If, did this happen with us? No, no, no. Okay, it did. But when you visit. <laughs> <laughs> Please visit, forgive me, brother. What do you remember most, though, about the hospitality with your friends? Yes. It's like you know this this desire to be together. Yes, they're beautiful, you know, and it's like let's break out some. You got yes, some Doritos? Yes, you got some. You got
0: whatever got some coffee is, you got. You something. Know. No, I I know it, exactly what you're talking about because in my younger years, I was that friend that was just like oh, I got some friends over, just kind of hang out, and I wouldn't. I was not a very good host, but as I started to get older. Uh, not that much older, but as I started to get older, I I realized I need to be a good host. You know, I need to start doing things like offering food when they walk in through, walk through the door. Hey, you need a drink? Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you Here's some chips. You know, offer food, offer a, a comfortable place to sit. Be very careful about um, being concerned about whether or not they
1: are comfortable. And you, you know want I mean? yeah, and you want their you want their needs to be met. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, being and a good host and is so much so you uh, go. Is, you go into the Paul's writings, the epistles, and he talks about how hospitality is a virtue. It is, yes. And even like the That's widow, trying and, to grow like, in it. and like ladies are judged by their ability to. Have, be hospitable.
0: I mean, fortunately for me, I married Sarah, which means <laughs> I, she had that on lockdown. So yeah. I just had to catch <laughs> up with her in so many ways. I had to catch up with her. You know, it's like, hold on. <laughs> uh, that happens literally and figuratively mm-hmm. where we're running along and she's, oh, man. and I'm trying to catch up to her.
1: So why do we say all this? It's because it's about fellowship. It's about the glory of God because yes. the glory of God involves fellowship.
0: yes. It yes.
1: involves uh, having a fellowship that once was broken, but now is restored.
0: Yeah, and what what is the uh, what is the ultimate essence of God? One, not his entire essence, but what is one aspect of the ultimate essence of God? It is fellowship, because you see, God is triune. God is three and one. Mm-hmm. God is whole, God the Father, God the Spirit, and God the Son. Three persons in one essence. You no know, he we serve a God who is one. we don't serve a God who is three. He is not three gods. Mm-mm. I mean, we're accused of that quite often. They come at us, the monotheists, and they're like, "Oh, you serve a you serve pantheism, right or not pantheism. A polytheistic God, right? You have three gods, no, 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 they are the 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 God, the Father and God, the Son, the God the Holy Spirit are three persons in one essence, mm-hmm. one God, three persons, one God in three persons right. Um, I got to be careful, I'm, I'm, there's part of me that wants to do an analogy, but I know that analogies aren't good, you can't do those, you mm-hmm. can do... You know, I, I got the uh, the whole Patrick thing running in my mind right now, you know, but, but, that's modalism, Patrick! <laughs> no. So, uh, but the, the fundamental essence then, or one of the fundamental essences of God is fellowship, an eternal fellowship at that. He has existed eternally into the past, and will exist eternally into the future, in perfect harmony with himself within himself right and he through the absolute overflow and abundance says i'm going to do this again i'm going to do it again and for all of eternity we are now going to exist with angels man and me right right and so that so there's it's no surprise at all that god would would do that that's just sort of <clears throat> natural
1: and, and it just and, and and that's the thing and we're talking about the glory of God and how food represents yes. that. Yes. And there's that innate hunger. Mm-hmm. And remember Jesus said, you know, well, um, I give bread that is from above. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He's talking about, I give bread, then you won't be hungry. If and you they're won't. like,
0: hey, give us this
1: bread, let's go. Exactly.
0: And he's like, it's my body.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and literally it meant being in him. Oh yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. then there's also where remember Which that, then
0: is typed and shadowed by marriage, but that's a different thing. And topic. then the Samaritan, the Good Samaritan,
1: okay. or not the Good Samaritan, the Samaritan lady at the well. Uh-huh. uh-huh. She says, She's like, Give me this water always. Water. Yeah. Uh, you know, you draw that water out and you have to keep doing it. Yeah. But the water I give you is living. It's living and, water.
0: You'll never thirst again. Yeah.
1: So here, here's the symbolism. It's it's the satiation of mankind's hunger. Mm-hmm and and see it if if we as mankind seek to get our hunger satiated through food that is not eternal we just have to go back and do it again
0: mm. right mm. so are we talking about living with in righteousness versus living in sin now are we using food in its type and shadowness to point back to uh, the eternal truths that pertain to us as humans right to us as whether or not we live righteously if we live unrighteously then we're going back to we're going if we live in sinful lives then we're going to the temporary grotesque just nutritionless food right right we're eating junk food in essence right yeah but if we go to god we're eating perfectly nutritious and amazingly tasteful food right food that satisfies i mean i personally have known the times where i've or i haven't had have, you know fallen into sin in some way and then i've repented and i've said this is awful i and i realize that when i engage in that that thing right that the 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 sin if i engage in what god had given me to engage in right then i i realize that it's an analog is way more satisfying right what it's like it's satisfying it's a satisfaction that in the moment may not be like as intense, but it's stretched out. Over a long period of time, and it's and as you as as you engage in a righteous activity that God has given you, you realize you reap benefits just over and over and over again, moving mm-hmm. down the line instead of just once, and then it's just this destruction. And as you and go through apart. and
1: you celebrate those victories in God mm-hmm. through food, yeah, through fellowship and mm-hmm. festivity, mm-hmm. you you look at it and you go, and then the, the mantra should be: if you think that's good, yeah, just wait, yeah cuz yeah. that's
0: what God's about. He's about goodness that stretches into infinity. He's not about just this flash in the pan right here right now. It's like that's this stuff is sw- is is, is pond swill. This stuff is is, you know, you're t- like like C.S. Lewis. I'm going to keep quoting C.S. Lewis. He says uh it the our problem is not that we are too picky or not easily satisfied. Our problem is that we're far too easily satisfied spiritually, yeah. right? We're, yes. we're, we're content to wallow around in the mud when God offers us a, you know, a, a grand uh, trip to, what where, where did he say? Do you remember this? Uh, grand trip to the beach or something. I can't yeah. remember. He had a great way of doing it. C.S. Lewis uh, always has a great way of visualizing these things. But yeah, we, we were like, oh, I will just stay in this mud. But God's like, I've got this, this is so much better. So when we engage in sin and we break fellowship and we, We eat the junk food, proverbially, and we're basically saying, ah, God, I don't need that. This is no good. I'm going to have this right here. I'm going to have this dry husk of a a leftover corn husk, I think. It'll be good.
1: So up to this point, and I try to, what's the culmination? You know, what's Mm. the end game? The end game. Yeah. Um, Because right now from the fall... All the way up to where I'm going to speak and this, where the Scripture alludes to, mm-hmm. is is a struggle. Yeah, it's a struggle. I mean, we we get rid of a sin; We're, our sin nature dies in Christ, but we still handle desires of the flesh, quote unquote. You know, so that for Christians creates this uh, struggle and the struggle to 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 abide in God and to produce fruits of righteousness, conflict, and to yeah. stay in. The fruits of the spirit and not fall back into stuff. So the idea is that you that there's that struggle, but there's a point where God's not enjoying keeping that going. Mm. He's going to end that struggle. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's a good ending for those that are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me read in, in Revelation chapter 19. Now just a little bit before that, well, a lot before that Revelation, and we should maybe do a show on this, maybe in time. So we haven't touched that. But
0: um, it's because we might disagree on that. We might. I don't um, actually know exactly where I stand on it. Yeah.
1: So, but the point is this is there up through this, there is the culmination of the world waxing worse, right? And the, the scriptures talk about a false or a counterfeit triune God. There is a false priest, there is a false savior, and there mm-hmm. is a false God. And they all work together in this end game of the world to deceive the nations and to wax worse and, and the uh, the terribleness of the of people's behavior continues to get worse. There comes a point where they they come out and they get world wars going. There's there's so many, there's so much carnage that's happening, okay? But then there's a point where God says to the four angels that stand on the corners of the earth. Enough. The graves cry out, and there's where there's this seal that gets opened, okay? And that's the commencement of God's judgment. And one of those angels hurls in one of these incense. uh, It's Those that understand Catholicism or Eastern Orthodox, there's incense and that the priest would swing this thing around, you know. Well, they're swinging something like that into the world and commence the judgment of God. And mm. at that point, uh, that many uh, different interpretations exist in Christianity and when and how and all that. But I'm not here to debate that. I'm just going to say there is a day that that happens. Mm. There's a day of the Lord and then it's it's coming. So this is right at the end of that global struggle, okay? And it's going to talk about how Satan's thrown into the pit for a thousand years. Mm -hmm. But I want to read just a little bit here uh, through chapter 19, verse 1. After these things, I heard, as it were, a loud voice, a great multitude in heaven, saying, Hallelujah! Salvation, glory, and power belong to our God. Because His judgments are true and righteous, for He has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth With her immorality. He has avenged the blood of his bondservants on her. And a second time they said, Hallelujah. Her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sits on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice came from the throne saying, Give praise to our God, all you his bondservants, you who fear him, the small and the great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty peals of thunder, saying, Hallelujah, the Lord God, the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to Him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. And it was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints." And he said to me, "Right, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb." And he said to the to me, "These are the true words of God." And I could go on, marriage, but what I'm going Lamb. to say is that's the idea. We're culminating to a a feast, mm. and the feast involves food. Mm. Uh, Jesus talked about when he was at the Last Supper and uh, the Passover. In those who understand Passover, we talked about bitter herbs. He talked about the horseradish. Uh, there's horseradish, there's bitter herbs, there's wine, there's a uh, sweet dish. And all of these symbolize some sort of thing that happened in the Exodus, which is really the type and shadow of sin in our own lives the escape from Egypt. Right, There was one cup that was left undrunk at that table of the Passover, and that's the cup of the coming rule of Christ, the God's reign, and that's to be drunk at the end. Well, we get to the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's where that gets fulfilled, I believe. Mm. Even Jesus, when he was sitting at the, uh, the last supper, and he did the Passover ceremony, and the disciples were around, and he did something they'd never even seen before. Okay, And that was he took out bread and he said, he broke it and he says, take, eat, this is my body, right? Mm-hmm. And they had to pass around. And then this cup, this represents my blood for those who have forgiveness of sins, pass it around. And the idea of passing that cup around, not only was the symbolization that they were accepting that they were accepting his salvation or his Masonic authority. But they were essentially saying, I, I thee do take you to be my husband. That's the, that's the weird thing here, is that when he passed that cup around in the, in, in the Hebrew days, that's how you ask the woman to marry them, is that will she drink from the cup that mm. you give to them? They all drink, symbolizing we are. So from that point on, the bride language starts. We are the bride of Christ. We know that that even Jesus Himself in the in, in the epistles talks about that when um, take heed, I go away, I go to prepare a place for you. Well, that's what that's what grooms do for their bride. They go back and they prepare a place separate from their family, and when they come back, they come back with all their buddies, making a great noise, and they go, behold. He returns. The bridegroom your is loveth, here. Your beloved returns, and the and the and the groom or the bride is like, oh, he's coming. I better scurry, <laughs> get my you know my linens, yeah, yeah, yeah. my white dress on. And then he comes and sweeps her off her feet, and then they go to the where, the marriage supper. Yes, yes. right. And they break glasses for seven days and do all that the Jewish they break stuff. Remember when they do that and shh, they throw the glass down? Oh, I, I don't know. know. It's just Hebrew. He you know. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just sort of like Thor. Let me have another. <laughs> and, and it could be that that's just modern day Judaism. But the point yeah. is, is that they come, they have a feast, right? Yeah. yeah. And that represents the joining of that mm. marriage. So here we come at the end of time with this same symbolism, except this marriage supper is awesome. And it contains a lot of awesome things. And by the way, that's when Jesus decides he's going to drink wine again. Because at that Passover meal, he says, I'm not drinking from the fruit of the vine until I come in my kingdom. So he'll drink the wine again. By the way, Jesus drinks wine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wine that has alcohol in it. But, and then, so get, <laughs> so guess what happens after this feast? yes. That's where the Bible, that's where it says, and I saw in heaven and opened, behold, a white horse and he who sat upon it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. And his eyes are a flame of fire and upon his head are many diadems. And he has a name written upon them which no one knows except himself. And he's clothed with a robe dipped in the blood and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean we're following him on white horses. We're the, who's the armies of God? The saints. We're going to go from the, from the marriage supper of the Lamb mm-hmm. to our glorious battle, which really isn't a battle anyways. We just get nope. to show up on nice white horses, I, I guess. We get the easy
0: job. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> But the, anyways, this is the kind of thing that food this, is this a is part my,
0: of. Yes, yes.
1: It just didn't say we're gonna have a meeting.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know,
1: we'll all gather in the uh, we're gonna gather in the sanctuary. Yeah, we're gonna have a PTA and meeting. Sing a few hymns. Yeah, exactly. And we're just gonna split. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. we're gonna go, you know. No, we're gonna fellowship first.
0: Fellowship, which involves food so often. Exactly. And it really doesn't matter which culture you go to on on in on the earth earth. There's food involved in fellowship, right? Yeah. All type and shadows. To this, and you know what? This amazing feast that's going to happen.
1: And I was—I read a book, and I'm not sure who it's from, and it was a homeschool stuff. And I remember this author who said, "Look, all cultures have a story of a tree, Mm. a tree, more so not the tree of of good and evil, but a tree that is life." Even the the Hindus and the Buddhists, all of them, they all have a story, a picture of this idea of the tree of life. Really? And this is why why God himself was very worried about them getting cast out of heaven. Because Uh if they ate from the tree of life, they would be stuck in that. Right. Because they couldn't, there's no way they could eat of it. You know what I'm saying? There's no redemption. Um, So they kept that hidden, and angels guarded that. Mm -hmm. and here it is, you know, when this happens, and you're going to, that continues on, and there's a thousand-year millennial reign, at the end of that, then there is, because through the millennial reign, when Jesus rules this world, there's still going to be food, and there's still going to be meat-eating and all of this stuff, Mm -hmm. but at the end of that, um, when the new Jerusalem comes down and God the Father dwells with man, then you're going to have the the tree of that uh, the tree of life will be the food for everything. Hmm. You know, it's and God the Father it's gonna will be, our be light exactly because there'll be no more because there'll be a new new earth and a new sun and mm-hmm. new no heavens. sun, yeah. no water because you have living water. I mean, it's a whole new paradigm and hmm. food that is perfect and yes. the kind of like maybe almost back to the Garden of Eden. Yeah. In yeah. many ways. I mean, there's
0: a there we have to remember that that the entire story of redemption is really a story of restoration and making even better than it was before, right? Right. It's gonna be much better than it could have been in the garden, right? Yeah. It was great in the Garden of Eden where where Adam and Eve walked with God. That was right. great. But he had something so much better. And there's so much and, better plan. And
1: it's not the end of the story, folks. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Because now into we're eternity. looking at eternity. Yeah. And there's so many mysteries and so much plans that God's got done and what he's gonna do, you know, it's we're gonna get back and say, Oh, I was gonna ask that question to God, but man, I forgot it. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> there's there is uh yeah, that's that's one of the things about heaven that uh, I when I was younger, I asked myself, you know, are we gonna get bored in heaven? I was just floating around, you know, just like mm-hmm. well, first off, that's the medieval conception of heaven. And secondly, the the boredom is due to basically a lack of new experiences and when you're exploring into infinity with God, if you're when you're exploring God who is infinity, uh, well, there is no lack of new experiences because it goes he goes on forever.
1: And there's always an answer. there's always an answer. Yeah. yes you're not plagued with oh I wonder about that. yeah, you know? yeah. You're told, you know, what I'm saying you because understand. Because
0: we we live right now in the tension of the already and the not yet, right? We're we're kind of in the middle. It's it's sort of before, right before the 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 birth pains, right? Of uh, of uh, a woman who has been basically pregnant for eight months, you know, eight and a half months. Like I'm done now. I'm I'm finally done. Let's go. Let's get this baby. It was let's have the baby, right? And uh, I don't know, I feel like we're kind of in that position as a human race. Like, ah, we're getting close, we're getting close, and we, we're, we don't know how much longer it's going to be, but, you know, it's going to be, right? Yeah.
1: And you know what? Just like that, food will be part of, just like food's a part Exactly. Of, you know, when a baby's born, you know, mamas want to eat afterwards. I mean, it's an amazing appetite that mm, happens, because mm, mm. the good stuff has happened, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like celebratory, okay, yeah. and then need, it Do is amazing.
0: You know? Now we're going to use pregnancy as a type and shadow, yeah, or we are. show it as a type and shadow. But it 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 does have it's it's pregnancy is linked to fellowship because there's two human beings. One of them is in, inside the mother, and the other is, is the mother. Um, mm-hmm. But that that's how I'm going to justify this. So when you have a pregnancy, it it signifies or it is a type and shadow for the entire story of humankind so well because. We're leading up to something that is absolutely wonderful. If anybody who's listening, and, and I, everybody here who's ha- has had a baby, except for for my daughter, thank God. And
1: well, yeah. Um,
0: I remember when I first saw both of my children. Right when I first saw them, mm-hmm. it was absolutely, it was overwhelming. Right, and it was it was terrifying to get to that point. And it was actually very painful to get to that point. Not painful for me. I was just like. You were in pain, man. I was in pain, but it was a different kind of pain, right? So it was terrifying to get to that point. And it was was painful. But then once we got to that point, once we saw the baby, it's just like everything just sort of melted away. And that is so indicative of the way the great feast is going to be. It's going to. We're getting up to this point. We're getting up to this point, and then we sit at the great feast and we see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in person. Well, not the Spirit. And, anyways, we see God. We see the Son Jesus in Christ. person. Yes, yes we he's see there. him in person, and we go and we hug him, and we go and then. You know what's going to be gonna really be wild? Because you're going to actually there. see the
1: the holes in his head. That hands. is going
0: to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. Absolutely. Wonderful. I mean, that
1: to me, that I remember. So, Erwin, I remember Irwin Lutzer. Saying that was that's one of the greatest things that God demonstrated is that God decided not only to the Word, Mm -hmm. Father, you know, the Son, the Word, who's the Word of God, decided to change his characteristic into a man Mm. for eternity. Mm -hmm. Because he's still a man, right? Yes. He's
0: resurrected and still a man.
1: Exactly. He still has, he's going to have holes in his, in his, exactly, really here. So, So,
0: what that gives us is hope during the pain because if what you're waiting for is the proverbial kidney stone to be passed and you just look at a vial and you're like i did all that for this Mm -hmm. then all you have is
1: hopeless hopeless misery (laughs) You just have hopeless misery it's like well if there is no resurrection paul says then we're all yeah without hope yep we're all it's all kidney stones from this point forward yeah
0: but no that is not the way it is the lord has the lord has set this up to where it is it is the birthing of a new baby that's yes. that's what this is what, that, what everything is, is an analogous and to
1: and that's that's the struggle ends right right at that point we can
0: live in in materialism which is the belief that there's nothing but this realm that right before us uh, and then that's wonderful but if you live consistently then you're going to live in misery it's only when you, if when you put that out of your mind and don't think about it and don't think about it, it's no big deal, then that's the that's that's the only way you can stay sane, basically. But when you live in the truth of the gospel, when you live in the truth of what Christ gave us, I mean he he came, he lived, and he died, and he rose again, proving who he was, proving to us, right? And then the doubting Thomas comes along and says, "I'm not going to even believe until I see the holes." And he's like, "Here are the holes. Here it is. Here's the evidence." And 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 when I, you know, have done copious amounts of research to try to figure out, well, is this Christianity thing even something that we should believe in? Is this something that that makes sense? Uh, the more I dug, the more I go, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." There's not. There's just mountains of evidence for what Jesus did for his resurrection, believe it or not, extra biblical and biblical evidence for Jesus' resurrection, it's when you just simply just like, uh, you, the, the people who are, are rejecting it are the people who just simply ignore that evidence.
1: They're the ones that the, the Bible talks about who are held captive. Yeah, yeah. By deceptive um, lie of the enemy. And that's part of the reason why we as believers are here. Hmm. Uh, we're left on the earth not so that we can gain and amass our own treasure, okay. Mm. It's to almost kind of be um, recon. <laughs> you know, we, we we're going in strike forces to free enemies. You know, to free captives and and or to sow the gospel so that Jesus frees them. You know, because mm. it's mm. not us freeing them. No, 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 no. It's the Holy spirit. Uh, but it's we're, it's we're just like, you know. Commandos sowing seed. You know that's kind of way we should be looking.
0: That's what ourselves. we're doing. We're so we're out there sowing seeds, and the Holy Spirit. And you might sow a seed, and I might water it. A seed that I'm not even I'm not even sure is in there. You know, mm-hmm. we're just watering away. And we're like, there might be seeds somewhere around mm-hmm. here. And then you come along and you're like, hey, yeah, I sowed seeds there the other day. And it's like, okay, that's why the Holy Spirit had me here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be watering here. I'm going to water. And then you know, and somebody else is seeing the shoots come out of the ground.
1: And somebody harvests. And somebody harvests. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It is quite so wonderful. We are at the end of this, I think.
0: We are. We are. It's. Uh, we've been going for about fifty-one minutes. Yep. it always goes by really, really quickly. You know, especially when we're talking about food. Yeah, I'm glad we eat before we do these episodes, mm-hmm. and then have a cup of coffee. Do you know in uh, in some European cultures, I think name, namely Switzerland and Dutch cultures, there is. Uh, th- they have a cup of coffee after every meal. I forgot which exact culture it is, but there's like you got to have a cup of coffee when you eat. You drink coffee, which is amazing. I love this culture. I want to go there. Mm-hmm. When
1: you eat, you drink coffee. I remember how much you did not like coffee. Oh, calm down, calm down, <laughs> calm. <laughs> yes, I down. knew him before he was yes, this enthusiast. Yes, I used to not like. He actually coffee, would criticize people who drank it. It's like, what, like what, why what? would you drink that? It's That's so just bitter, so terrible.
0: It it. Wait, I'm sorry, I, I just got distracted by somebody who's doing this <laughs> with their phone. <laughs> oh, she's Oh, Reagan. Reagan's watching. Oh, wait, Reagan, listen, you, I thank you for my obsession with coffee. Wait, should I be thanking you for that? Or yeah. should I be I thank Yeah, that's you for right,
1: it. because she had a coffee store. Yeah, she had a coffee store. And, and that's I, it was right. it was her coffee
0: that I tried. I tried the the her light roast coffee. Um, one time I was just like, she, she said, well, this is fresh roasted. And I was like, does that make a difference? And she said, yeah, it makes a difference. And so I was like, okay, okay, so I took it home and I ground it up and I tried it. And I was like, this is coffee? <laughs> this, this is amazing. <laughs> and now wow. I have 300 pounds of coffee sitting behind my wife over there. Yeah, nice. So. Well, what's the long and short of it? Okay, the, the, do we do the long normally? I forgot. I think we do the long, right? We do the long. Okay, we'll do the long. The long of it is that living is tough. Living is tough, right? Life is is moving from one painful event that we've both that we've either caused or that we experience. It's moving from one painful event to another, but we don't have to do it alone. And we don't have to do it in the misery of no hope. Now, we can live in the hope of the gospel. We can. If we repent and believe in Jesus Christ, who came to this earth, who lived the life we could not live, who died on the cross and rose again three days later, if we repent and believe in that, then we can live with the food, friendship, or fellowship, and festivals I think I got that out of order, that glorifies God and fulfills us to not just skin deep, but down to the very core of our being.
1: Yeah. I think the short of it is, is that just as you said, life is a struggle, that God is saying, use food, use it not to be your God or to replace me, but use it to symbolize and mark the good things along the way of life don't forget that i'm with you don't forget that i'm still teaching you don't forget that you are to be in fellowship that you have hospitality for a reason it's not so you can check it off on your um spiritual list it's (laughs) that you could actually enjoy being with one another and knowing that uh it's okay to have a good time that's what food. Calm down there, buddy. You yeah. Yeah.
0: can't have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> We're Baptists. We don't have good times.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> Do we? Okay well thank you for joining <laughs>
0: thank you so much for joining us uh, this has been an awesome return to uh, to broadcasting yeah. for us Dive Deep we're going to continue at doing a more this. regular clip at, well we always say that yeah. we're going to continue because we enjoy doing this <laughs> and we're also going to try to do it in a more regular clip right uh, yes uh, we would love to have you suggesting, uh, suggesting topics? show topics because we're not out of ideas no we just would like some more we ideas we just have so many yeah we have so many it's hard to choose from so help mm-hmm. us choose so just go to our go to our page, facebook.com slash dive deep podcast, and uh, you know, post on there a show topic idea that you have. Uh, we'll probably create some polls, you know, and figure that out. You can find the podcast of this episode of, of, of our of our series here on uh, DiveDeep.com slash podcasts or DiveDeep.net. It's DiveDeep.net. Dive deep. B- it's DiveDeep.net. Yeah, go to dive DiveDeep.net. You can find our podcast there. Go to uh, wherever podcasts are sold for free. Just go there. You can find us on iTunes, Dive Deep. Please leave an honest five-star review. That really helps us out. Uh, or you can, if you're listening to the podcast, well, you can find us live streaming and you can actually look at us for some reason. You can look at us and watch mm-hmm. us sit here and banter back and forth at uh, facebook.com slash deep Podcast. And now because I I upgraded my equipment on YouTube as well. For now, Mm -hmm. it's on my uh, YouTube channel, Lance Phelps, but I'm gonna create a brand channel here pretty soon. But yeah, so go do those things and find us there, and it's gonna be awesome. Tell all your friends. Tell all your friends. And have a party. Tell your family, have a party. Have a Dive Deep party. That's a great idea. (laughs) Have a Dive Deep party. Exactly. Put Dive Deep on for the entire party. And Your friends will be like, why are we doing this? But it'll be awesome. So. Uh, Until next time, soli deo gloria.
1: Good night, folks.